Welcome to the tea. The tea. Welcome back to the tea room with your lovely host, Tom T, Earl Grey, and Black Tea. For today, we're going to be talking about faking it to the top or not. Did you ever channel your inner Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air or use a Tiger Woods tone to get a job? Did your name go from Jacquees to Jack? On today's episode, we'll be discussing the difference between adapting to different environments and faking it to the top. So we have several guests today. How are you guys doing? Great. Yay. How are you? <laughs> We're good. <laughs> All right. So the first question I want to ask one of you guys, um, let's say you have a job interview and it's to be a sales associate at Blink. Do you think you're being fake if you're wearing a suit to an interview or you're just trying to adjust to getting that position? Can you say that one more time? <laughs> yeah, so do you basically think you're being fake if you're wearing a suit to an interview that doesn't require one, where the job doesn't require for you to wear a suit? I mean, the suit doesn't have nothing to do with whether you require the job. It's just showing that you can be professional. You know, you don't just walk up to anybody and anything and assume that they're going to give you a job. <clears throat> At least, that's not how I think about it. <laughs> I'm sure you wouldn't want the doctor to walk around with ripped jeans and stuff like that if you don't want to be swimming as a doctor. Perception is everything. But a doctor is different than someone who works at Blink, though. Yeah, you're still trying to get a job. You're trying to put your, your best foot forward. Trying to fake it till you make it. You're trying to finesse. Finesse, finesse. okay. I mean, like, you said they're different. How, how, how do you know the difference? How do you know? Why can a doctor wear ripped jeans? My doctor doesn't wear ripped jeans, but um, you could. It depends on the comfortability of the doctor and where the doctor is located. Um, but I get what you're saying. Like, you wouldn't want your doctor to look subpar treating you. You'd want them to look professional. I personally don't care. Um, but I think it's... I think it's all about perception that we're talking about. But you just said you're trying to fake it till you make it. So why do you say that? <clears throat> you're trying to go into a job interview, right? Mm-hmm. Although the job interview may not require you to look as if you're applying for the general manager position. Basically, you're applying for a basic position. You still want to, it's competition. You're trying to win the position. So you have to put your best foot forward, outshine everybody if it means presentation. You, know, you look the part. And if you look the part, you can speak the part convince the person hired you got the job. Compared to another person who came in the job looking, wearing red jeans and a dirty white t-shirt, but is well-spoken. Compared to you, you, know, you got your suit on, shiny shoes, well-spoken, you're going to get the job compared to the other person. So. If, five, if five people wear, all wear jeans, but then the sixth person wears a suit, Right. That'll be the person who stays. But my question is, why do you consider, why are you saying that's faking it, though, instead of just adapting to what, how you want to present yourself? Uh, it's, to me, it's faking it because I think it depends on the, the level or depending on the position you're applying for. If on your day-to-day, you're not necessarily, you're not wearing a suit or even you don't have a button up in your closet, but then at this job interview, you have a button up suit, the whole church is tired, you're definitely faking it. But if you're applying for a job that's a menial position and you wear just a button up in jeans, you're not faking it that much. Do you know what I'm saying? So it depends on the level or whatever position you're applying for. 
I got you. Any other thoughts? Um, my only thought is, you know, uh, you're saying it was for Blink. So what if it was a guy that walked in, he was buff, he looked apart like, you know, to be a trainer or something. So a guy walked in, he, he may not necessarily have a suit on, but he walks in, he looks buff, he looks like that type that can be a trainer. And then as far as the vernacular, the knowledge of what the job consists of, if he can speak well and he knows he had the knowledge and he looks like, I, I think even if he didn't come wearing a suit, he'd probably get that job because it's like, okay, he has the knowledge. Obviously, he's buff. Obviously, he can probably train train somebody. So mm-hmm. I think the the main thing is appearance, depending on the type of job. Obviously, you're not going to walk, a, a, a buff guy is not going to try to walk into a, a sales job and try to get a job like that, you know, because that's, you know, and then obviously, if he doesn't have the knowledge, but if he, in regards to Blink, like I said, if it's a guy that looks the part, you know, appearance-wise, and he knows the, um, he can speak, then yeah, I think uh, he doesn't necessarily have to go into Blink with a suit on. That makes sense. I mean, I think that, you know, it's 2017. Most jobs are not even requiring people to dress up to come to work. So I don't know necessarily if this matters, but I think that, you know, the question is talking about, <clears throat> it's about perception, basically, right? So the reason why people wear suits to go there and use is about perception, you want to look professional. So, I think even if you're not wearing suits or anything like that, you want to look the part. I think that's, even whatever you do, you want to look the part. Nobody wants, you know, a plumber without tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The hero. Okay, so our next question. Do you feel that you have to speak a certain way amongst your coworkers to fit into the environment? Like adjust how you talk, adjust... You know, if they, if you pick up a phone call with your friend, are you gonna be talking the same way you would outside of work? You may, you may talk to some friends differently than you talk to other friends. So in the work environment, you know, you're trying to create perception, like a dosa. <clears throat> trying to create a perception of professionalism. You may not use certain words. You may say you may not use certain vernacular. You know, you're at, at a professional setting. So you know, you have to adapt and. In that professional setting, I'm, I'm sure it's competitive. Everybody's trying to get promoted. Everybody's trying to be, you know, either the manager or whatever position they're aspiring to. So you kind of have to fake it till you make it. It's not. It's realistic, but at the same time, you know, it's it's work. You have to be able to play the games and advance. So in that sense, it is kind of faking. It's definitely faking. Yeah, so to so, 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 so a certain extent. I mean, you're not. I feel like it goes to a, um, <clears throat> you may be faking it too much if you start losing yourself within the, I guess, the facade, within the role you're playing. You know what I'm saying? So if you start putting on, quote unquote, your white voice every time, <clears throat> and you know you forget how to you actually. See, I don't mean to cut you off. I I I hate when people say. White voice. Yeah. Is it because so, you have one or? No, I don't. No. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I, I hate it too, but I'll it's, say it. And you know, and me, me and AJ, you went to. We we've gone through certain experiences in our life. We went to a, a boarding high school and we went to a boarding high school in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, it's so crazy. Like the stuff that we do, um, we we ended up linking up. He actually went, you know, years um, after I left where, where we went, but because of the school we went to, our speech. Is different, you know what I mean, because of the experiences we've had. Right. But that doesn't mean I don't want like 
Because the of that, the, I feel like the, the reason you said the white voice is because growing up in the hood and having to go to a private boarding school in West Bumber, whatever. Um, Pennsylvania, you know, you're talking like, yo, you know what I'm saying, I'm saying, and then next day, hey, how are you doing? You know, so you have to, yeah. you have to be able to switch it up. And it's like a chameleon almost. It's like, it's, yeah. just, it's just, I think it's, so, it's just education. It's, it's your education. It's not that it's a, it's a, uh, 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 a white voice because even if you go if you go outside of the United States and you go to Europe nobody that's object everybody's yeah. speaking what proper yeah, English right. is. Right. But I, you know, and white voice I feel like it's just an American term it is an American but no they have slang if you go to London there's like a slang that people use that but they in London don't... do they say white voice no, oh, but they have like, but they have like a hood. They probably speech. have like proper English or something that they. they but they have like a ass. type of speech. That that you my see. point, my point was, don't let the term white. I guess I, I get what you're saying when you say white voice, but what I meant by that was, I guess the proper, not necessarily the proper way to speak, but in a generalized or stereotypical way, and how we all generally perceive speech and language when it comes to communicating with with other people. And, Depending on the setting, that type of speaking, I guess, is identified as a white voice. You know what I'm saying? So, in that sense, you're not going to go to your boss and ask for a raise, like, yo, yo, Bob. Like, yo, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm no. really trying to step it up. You're not going to talk to your boss like that. You're not going to come correct in the setting of that vernacular that's established in that environment. That makes sense. I just, I. I guess the implication here, it's like when you, not to get off too much of the topic, but when you say white voice, it's like assuming so only white people have that type of speech, no, 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 and that's no. not, and that's not the case. No. That's true. That, that yeah. you know what I, I'm trying to say, like that isn't. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's the a term, term described. Yeah. But there's definitely been some white trash. We accept all our white listeners. We accept all our white listeners. Hold on, let me finish. Hold on, when I say white trash, hold on. When I say white trash, I watch, you know one of my favorite shows is Shameless. I watch it. I don't know. My favorite show. So that's what I'm saying. In Shameless, well, okay. If you watch Shameless, in Shameless, come on, those guys are not oh, the most educated people. And I actually love that show because it's, it's finally a depiction of what uh, America really consists yes. of. Because right. honestly, there's more people don't know, but there's more poor white people than 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 um minorities. Say it again, because they are the majority in this country. So there's more poor white people. You know what I mean? So people don't even know that. I, I've heard certain white people that I guess are not in a certain educative level speak a certain language that is not. What people would call the proper white, white voice. voice. Yeah, there are white people that that talk that probably talk even worse than uh, some of us that uh, you know uh, in here don't you know. Well, okay, so what do we call it then? What do we call that? Speak type? eloquently. Yeah, professionally. Speak like you're educated. But like going back to what you were saying, well, the common term, unfortunately, for America for speaking eloquently. I don't. I don't want to say America. It's an urban dictionary term. I just think that people talk the way they talk to mm-hmm. some people. And I, I mean, no. I don't know. I mean, I, if we're I, asking about code switching, I think it's important to be able to code switch. Of course. Right. I think that the way I talk to my sisters and my mom is not the way I talk to my friends. 
So yeah. if you think about that, then I'm not going to talk about boss the way I talk to my my main homies. I, I, feel, I feel like it's more it's more apparent, or the switch is more apparent within minorities. Definitely. Because of how society is set up. But also it depends on where you live. Like I didn't grow up. I grew up in the Bronx. I didn't grow up in the hood. So my parents ingrained in me like you 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 present yourself a certain way when you step outside of the house. So I don't think it necessarily has to do it because you're a minority. You're supposed to be slang. You're supposed to speak a certain way. I think it depends on how you're taught in your household and your environment also. I think it's mainly an American thing. Growing up in Ghana, um, you know, I don't really rec- recollect a white voice or anything like that. You just know how to act a certain that's because, first of all, the scenarios are very, very different. Very different. No, but Ghana, I'm using Ghana that Ghana is speaking British English. But I'm using that But so, so even now, Ghana's different. If you speak proper English in Ghana, they just think you're American immediately, even though you may, may or may not be. But in Ghana, they fake the funk a lot. I, I want to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, people yeah, people yeah, have British accents. Accent. Oh, yeah, the fake British accents. <laughs> yeah. People who live in Ghana with... Or went to oh, Europe for a year. Accents. They go for a year, come yeah, back with well, an accent. <laughs> but like she's saying like I'm from Canada so when I moved here people were like oh you talk white but in Canada it was That's just so Canadian. That's you talk regularly nah but when I came here I thought I talked in- I spoke English but uh, there's levels to this English I guess when you there's come to America to so yes. there's British English Hello. how are you yes <laughs> English. And then well, I mean, but like, I go to London. Yo, what's up? A lot of my London boys, you know, they have a way they speak to the Exactly, like I'm saying. And they have a way, you know, like, they, you know, they call it the Queen's English when they speak mm-hmm. properly. It's mm-hmm. like that everywhere. That's, yeah, the slang. Exactly. Yeah. So, even in France, like, the French people, they have their slang terms, all of that. Gonna ask PG. Oh, yeah. Yeah, broken English. I, I think it seems, I think the the question kind of brought the conversation to, it's not just about your work environment, that it could be in general, like if you're speaking to your friends or you're speaking to your parents and it's not like faking the funk, it's more adjusting to that environment or adjusting to the person that you're dealing with. Well, definitely. I mean, I, I talk to certain friends very differently. So the way I talk to these guys is completely different from the way I talk to probably friends at work or friends that I grew up with versus friends that... You know, every every scenario is very different. And I think that you approach... I think people approach each scenario with a different way of approaching it, you know? I agree. I have friends that grew up in the neighborhoods where all they spoke was very proper and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I probably wouldn't feel comfortable talking to them, you know, all slinged out. And they talk to me proper. I think, <laughs> I think we should be able to give each other <laughs> But, like, I mean, I, I think that in a work setting, like, just because I speak proper doesn't mean that I'm compromising who I am. Yeah. And I think that's important. The hero. The hero. Next question is, do you have to come off a certain way during an interview or is it based off, off of your merit? For example, do you ever have to like embellish on your resume or add things to make you seem more fit for the job than who you really are. I know we've all lied on a resume or two. I've never lied. Well, I've never lied, but <laughs> I, I'm, never I know lied. it's common for people you know, to lie. The listeners, I ain't never lied. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll have a reference in the corner, like, just tell them I did this, that, and the third. Do you feel like you have to go through all that trouble to get a job? <laughs> 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 or in any situation.
situations, you feel like you have to lie to get the last time. Like if you, you had a job. Like if you were, okay, let's just say you're on your top down, your top down. Like if you're booking a gig. One of our guests are unemployed listeners, so. Self-employed, right? Okay. Like, if you have to book a gig, do you have to lie about something to get the gig? Uh, right. Like, the numbers. Oh, you say... What do you mean by lie? The, the final lie. Or <laughs> embellish. Embellish. Stretch the truth. Yes. Stretch how, the how truth. How much are you stretching? It depends on you as a person. I feel like it depends on the contract. The, the, the like, they say, oh, you, we need this, this many people. Are you sure you can make sure that there's that many people? But meanwhile, you have three friends. <laughs> Well, that would never happen. I'm just saying. The numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. So we don't lie. People do. People do. You have to know. You have to know yourself, or you have to know your credentials well enough before you decide on how you're going to finesse or how you're going to search the truth. Have you ever embellished on those credentials? Depends on on you. Depends on what you can. We talk about you. We're talking about you, though. Oh no, I'm not shy. I would never. (laughs) You seem like you do. So we have two honest people here. What about the the rest of them? The thing with me is that you know, I I I analyze things and I see okay if I it's a risk and reward thing. Is the risk worth the reward? So if I'm going to finesse and it's me not, you know may not accumulate to what I'm trying to get out of it, and I, I could take an L, it may not be worth the risk. So I, I'll be honest. But if we can, you know, pass some wiggle room, embellish a little bit, and still get the job done, why not? That's America. That's Everybody airs their dirty laundry <laughs> at the first impression. So all I say is I always put my, my best foot Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes you'd be surprised. I used to interview people, and one guy mistakenly gave us his Twitter name. We went on his Twitter, and the way he was presenting himself was completely opposite. Well, first of all, you guys violated privacy. No, if you put your if you put your Twitter on on on, what do you call it name on a a resume, they're gonna check. Employers will check. You don't put it on a resume. The first thing that somebody does. No, he felt the need to put his Twitter name. The first thing that somebody does. If you're in, a, it, it's, it's been a few years. Yeah, now. they the Google your name. Google you. Google your name. LinkedIn. They'll see if you have Facebook, Twitter, and some people just have a yep. public. Thing. That's why I do not put That's my name on Facebook because they just want to see. Yeah. Okay. What is I, what is this person about? First, what do they look like? How were they presented? Yeah. Like I do not put my full name on Except Facebook. Have <laughs> you ever tried to go get a job again? No, it's not happening. And like you when say you the wrong yourself? thing at the wrong time this presidential election, they see what you wrote. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. believe in like you know lying. You an entrepreneur. Hard I just though. think that a resume is. Uh, and honestly, like I might even sound like a bitty too, but I just feel like a resume <laughs> is representative of you. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, let's say you do get hired, and some people do get hired. What kind of stuff? Is, what are you wrong? <laughs> I have, I have. I have. Let's say you do get high. <laughs> let's, let's, let's analyze this one thing. Yeah, but what's you can tell, you can tell who are the real professionals in this. I have, I have, I have. Yeah. There's three laptops. Uno, dos, and three. Wait, hold up. It doesn't. I have, no, a, I just I have a, a laptop. Yeah, you're dressed up, so you're fine. I have a perfect scenario for that four. question. So one of my friends, um, her friend got a job in DC. Are you sure it's a friend? Okay. Shed some light. What's going on here? His friend got a job in DC. um, And during the last round, they asked her, Has she ever smoked marijuana? Right? Right? She could have easily answered no. 
That would have been the smart answer. And then she would have got the job. Right. But she answered yes, and they turned it up. And she, the reason... Smoking marijuana? Yes. Her reason... Her, yes, she's a large. She, they, her uh, reason was she was studying for the, um, for the bar and, you know, to relieve some stress. Yeah. She, you know, she smoked a little bit. And they denied her the job. She went... The, the third round of interviews, they... job like I've never been asked for a drug test ever since they, I've been they hired they for a going, job. They didn't say going to but I'm saying but just out of the ordinary oh. for them to ask that also her answer I don't know what it was could have in her like I smoked weed like once when I was 15 okay. and it's like but it's like also why would you say no, that no she though? wouldn't say right. that but I'm saying that that could have so been the case she could have said yes like that's true I have smoked before but it's like that's not, I don't feel like that's relevant to the job to the job exactly and it's like she's clearly established she got that interview she went through law school but that's life I don't know no, that, 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 that actually sucks because I spoke to somebody years back the people actually that do the most drugs, right? teachers do the most drugs. Affluent people. Affluent people, teachers, politicians. Parents, I, 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 soccer you know, moms. One of, <laughs> one of my, my, my government well, politics classes like years ago, the, he, was a, he was a politician. He said, during the elections, if you're, if you're on the campaign, that's all they do. Cocaine. That's all they do. So it's like, I mean, it sucks, but... Those are the ones that actually do all the drugs. The think about it. If somebody comes for a job and they say they did drugs before, a dude's here like, I never did drugs before, who's getting the job? The person who doesn't do And they don't want it to impede in your, on your work, I guess. I guess I if... Think, I think there's just a, when it comes to job hiring and stuff, it's just a numbers game and technicality. So then, so then, so then, I have a question like this. It's good you said that. I have a question like this. The person that does does say they do drugs, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of the questions that they ask that person that does drugs, they know. They know all the questions. They they were very knowledgeable compared to the person that does no drugs, knows nothing about the job. And then so it, it, dep- me. it depends on the the morals of the person who owns the company. But this is the third round, so clearly it's the top of the top. Yeah. Then again, then again the, girl, the girl's a minority. Yeah, she's at that stage. So, yeah, that's so, so, round, if you're not, that's smart. Yeah, it's the third round. It's not like the first round they cut her out. She made it to the top. Well, she's, not the she's, person, she's not the only person they're the interviewing. Imagine, yeah. imagine there's another candidate who is everything that company is looking for or possibly even went to a better law school than her. Without, 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 so with that, it's just a process of elimination. But drugs are always going to be seen negatively in America. So you're going to yeah. answer. So if I were her, if this would answer your question, I would have said, hell no, I've never done drugs. Exactly. That was, was on the job. She learned her lesson, I guess. She will. She doesn't have. Well, does she have a job now? Oh, constantly. She has. She has a job now. Similar job. Lucky room. Lucky room. All right. So, have you guys? Do you guys watch the show Insecure? Yes, we do. So, do you remember the episode when Molly had to address Rashida? I think that was the name of the girl because of the way she was acting 
in the workplace. She was acting as society would deem it rather blackish. Or ratchet. Or ratchet. <laughs> ratchet. Okay. And she's one of the only two lawyers besides Molly that are black in their law mm-hmm. firm. So were you guys ever in a situation where you where you're, you and someone else are the only minorities in a company and you saw them acting in a way where you wouldn't necessarily act? Did you ever talk to them about it? Did you pull them aside or, or did you kind of just let them be? I'm not by his father, man. <laughs> Dang. It depends on the relationship I have with the person. Okay. So if I, if, let's say me and the person grew up together, or if over the time of working at that company, me and the person, and we develop a bond, we become cordial, or you know, we have a rapport, or, or the, I would potentially give them hints, and then they can take it or leave it. I'm not, mm-hmm. they're not paying me extra to, to... If you... If you actually look in depth in that episode, right, the girl was being herself, not, like, it looked like they were on a, in a uh, it was lunchtime, it was a break. It didn't yeah. look like they were in a professional setting, they were having a meeting, they were pitching something to somebody where she was acting like that. It looked like she was like acting like that. It looked like it was after a meeting. No, I don't think it was lunch. It was after a meeting. No, it was after a meeting, because I feel like they, they were just collectively <laughs> sitting on the table after a meeting, yeah, and, and she, she let just, it up. And she just let out and was... At first, like, nah, there were no. certain there were other, other scenes where she was bugging out. Look, yeah. She was tripping. She made valid points, and you were like, oh, okay, but then they wanted to fire her. Later on, you find out that they wanted to let her go or someone to speak to her. Okay. But she also said in the episode, I didn't have to change the way I spoke during the interview, so why should I have to now? Why do you have to? Society in the office bugging? No, but that's a good question. How did she get the job? She just actually said she got the job being herself. But she wasn't bugging on the interview like that. We don't know what happened. We don't know what happened to her. I'm pretty sure. You didn't see. All we see is how she acts when she when was she's in, I guess, the lunch break, and when so so when you so no 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 when we've worked on that wasn't the only scene they showed. The lunch break they showed another scene and another scene with I think one of the supervisors. Yeah, and then she came and she talked to mad loud. She talked to the girl one on one as well. So they showed different different sides of her personality. Okay, so it's like she was like one two three, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, she did. She did that to herself. She, she chilled out. <laughs> I mean, thank God I have never had to. Anybody in the workplace. I think it's black people, most black people in workplaces try to keep <laughs> their head low. Yes. And try to put their best foot forward. I remember when I first started working at my company, I was the only black kid. So my job was to make sure that they didn't say, damn, we hired this black kid and he's out here bugging. I did not want to be that guy. Yeah. So I made sure everything I did was. So why do you have to feel like that? Why do you have to feel like you gotta keep your head low because you're the only black kid? I think you should be a, be yourself. Express you yourself. No, 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 no. Be yourself. No, no, I agree with you 100. I mean, T man is is it? You know, he's an, he's he's an he's an individual that I think even after being professional, even if he's having a, a conversation and it may not sound as professional as he was prior to the meeting, I think you could you should still be able to be yourself. Like, why can't you be yourself? I worked at a bank. For a long time, and primarily, our, 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 the head manager was was Spanish. I mean, we had maybe the one, I guess, Caucasian person. She was from Sweden or whatever. I don't know if you, can, you want to even consider that Sweden, but it's like for us, we all. I mean, I said I don't even want to. You know, <laughs> Caucasian. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So my whole thing is like, and we at, the, at that job, we were like a team. We all stuck together. You know, we were always ourselves. Whether it was in the break room, whether we were on the floor, I mean, it, it, even down to how we dealt with our customers. You know, I had I had great relationships with with um, customers I had, and that's just and that was just all being myself. You know, the one thing I would say is that even okay, I'm a Caucasian person, and even I feel at times I can't act like my true self. Like, cause even I noticed one time um, I was at a job and they were talking about something. I forget exactly what it was, and I was like, oh, like my friends and I have never heard of that, and they all looked at me weird. And then another time in the same place, I was like, I think a friend of mine called, and I started talking, and I was on the way to like leave the office, um, and they heard they heard me and. In general, my voice is a little bit louder, and I probably said something more unique that I would say to my friends, not my coworkers. And I felt a little bit of they were just listening in, like, "What is she saying?" So I do feel at times that you, I think that it depends on the type of job you have, and I, and it depends on like the clientele that you work with. So like you were at a bank, and the type of relationships you had with those people, maybe they were more accepting because I think that in some corporate jobs, um, people are just used to other colleagues or other coworkers acting a certain way and talking a certain way regardless of your nationality or your race or where you're from. I think it's just like that's expected and that's the norm. So even if like someone comes in and they're a little bit more loud or having a good time or you know excited about their job but showing it in a different way that people are not used to, it may be looked down upon. That's been my experience. Like for my job, there's a lot of black people that work with me. But for what I do, I'm one of the very only black people that do what I do. I work with numbers. I do the math. So the people I work with, I have to speak respectively, respectively, have to, I guess, speak affluently to get my point across. But the colored people or the minorities that work on the same floor as me, they don't do what I do. So they can be loud. They can express whatever. They can have their, their personal phone calls next to me and do what they do. But for me, for what I do, if I were to do that, they would look at me sideways. They'd be like, oh, we didn't hire you to be on the phone and talk like that. But for another person who does a different job but sits next to me, they can do that. So I guess it depends on what the job is that you're doing. And what they hired you for, because what I do, they would they would fire me immediately if I picked up a personal call, talking reckless or how I would with my other friends. But I feel as a black person, when you're walking to a workplace, especially if you're the only one, you represent all black people. That's just kind of how it is mm-hmm. with certain mm-hmm. situations. So they for me, for me personally, I wake up like, or if I'm going on a job, it's my first day. I don't want to be that stereotype. I don't want to be extra late. loud or late or just, I have to watch the way I speak. And it's like, I'm still myself, but it's a, in a, in a way where I'm not also a walking stereotype. So I have to approach different situations at work like that because Unfortunately, that's how it is. You represent your entire race sometimes when you're at a workplace and you're the only one there. Yeah, I have another story. So um, this correlates or just ties into what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, a black person, you also have to represent all yeah. black people. So when I was in college, <clears throat> I was a bio major. And I was being a, bio, being a science major or just a math major or anything in arts and sciences. There are very few black people and very few black men. So one time, I think it was an exam, um, our first exam. I, w- I walked in there. I'd been studying all night. So I walked in there with my do-rag on. Right, so, I w- and I was late. 
Oh no, I was late. <laughs> and there were, I think there were five black people in um, intro, I think intro bio, intro chem. A 300 people class, so like five, five or six black people. So, of course, the other black people looked at me like, like, no, 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 this guy. So after that, one of the guys, um, I, I guess he kind of gave me a hit. Or I mean, I did well on the exam. I did. I killed it. What you do rag on? <laughs> you know, my do rag, do rag, sweats, whatever, whatever. I was studying all night, cramming. But you know, you pulled me aside and said, like, "Hey, you know, you gotta, you kind of gotta, you know, what I mean, you have to clean it up a little bit." And I didn't understand a little. I guess his method of telling me didn't make sense at first, but eventually I understood what he meant. You know, because being a minority. Every time we walked in class, like you know, you were unlucky to be picked by the professor. You had to know the answer. Yes. Because you're representing the whole black race. Like mm-hmm. you are the go-to. So you had to so being a minority, you already have you always have to put your best foot forward times a million. Yes. Because you most of the time you're under you know, you're under a lot of, you know, pressure or under a lot of eyes, people looking at you watching your every minute. So you gotta come correct with it every time. I, I feel like that's one of the reasons I don't like to speak to people. Because when I was in high school, a lot of professors, teachers, they pick up on you because you're the only black, black kid in the class. Yeah, and you always got to be on point. I don't like talking in front of people, so I would rather not come to your class. Skip it. Wow. That's me. Personally, wow. that's how I deal with it. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I'd rather skip your class. Did you make it through high school? Yeah, I'm in college. You didn't want to go to class. I was in Buck State. But like like you said, even when I was in grad school, our professors taught us from day one, like when you come to our classes, dress up because we could be your future employers. And if you come to class in jeans and like or, you know, pajamas and a sweatshirt like you did in undergrad, they're not going to take you seriously. If they see that you're focused and you look the part, they're more willing to work with you and help you do what you got to do. It's sad to say, but that's what it was like. They taught us from the very beginning that you gotta look the part to get what you want. But the smartest, one of the smartest kids, and most of the smartest kids in college don't really dress nice at all. I don't think that's true. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how that's how you, true. Mark Zuckerberg could not Just dress until Facebook. Same dress, same dress. <laughs> <same, laughs> <same, same, laughs> no. A lot of the guys. You're right, you're right. You're right. They, they, they always you're outside right, right. sitting on the floor. Yeah, right. But I feel like it depends on. They do that. I wouldn't say, yeah, I, I would say most or it's not generalized. Let's just say, let's just say some. But there are more. I would say, as someone who wore sweatpants a lot, there's the definitely time. a lot more white people who will. Let's wear. not let's not just generalize no, to a race. No, 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 say. I'm, gonna, I'm not saying it as negative or positive. I'm saying a lot more I white people would be wearing like so in general like sweatpants or pajamas. Like I'll give you an example in undergrad. Put, not in in undergrad, school. I would wear sweatpants. Sweatpants, and like I remember seeing like some of my other friends who were Caucasian, and it was very normal. That's what everybody was wearing. But then my friend who was Hispanic was like. Was like, oh, did you like? Did you not um, like plan what you were going to be wearing? Like, why are you wearing pajamas? So I and also I think it's. I would say that there was never like someone won't take me seriously if I'm wearing sweats, and it's really sad to say that 
Now it's different when you have a full-time job and you're working, but it's sad to say that in college, so many people probably felt like, you know, I need to be there super early and I need to be dressed a certain way, whereas I'm pretty sure that a lot of white people did not have that concern. But that's undergrad. When you get but to grad school, school, it's grad different. Grad school is different. Yeah. And I saw people with sweatpants. Oh, well, grad in my grad school, they didn't take it that way. Like, they taught us grad you have school. to dress the part. Grad school is different than undergrad, but I think the... So the thing that I was saying here is true. It's how you said it's how like a premise. black experience in school is very different for than a than a white experience at school. I don't know. For me, my mom's always said, dress for your next opportunity, whether it be a man, a job, whatever it is. Like she's she's always, always dressed up. To class. I, like they always think I'm dressed up, but, I mean, always, I but she's but. always dressed up. She'll be like, I'll be like, oh, where? What are you wearing? She's like, Oh, just a nice top. He knew me in college, don't worry. But she wasn't always super, super dressed. She's a scholar now. She went to graduate school. I guess so. Us peasants are on the side. Stop, stop. You're white. You get that far, don't worry. You'll go far. White privilege. Here we go. White privilege. She's already ahead of us 20 years from now. No, you know the funniest thing? I was sitting in the shake the other day, right? And I was, and this is a true story. I was sitting in the Shake Shack, you know, eating my Smoke Shack double. Um, <laughs> Let's promote for them, why yeah, not? No, I was eating Shake Shack, and I was sitting next to um, a, 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 a white uh, mother and daughter. And it was it was the funniest thing, because she, she was talking about applying um, to uh, a, a music school down south. I don't know, I forgot the school shack. I, I know it was down south, but it was a music school. And then the mom replied, I, I thought this was the funniest thing. I I, I smiled, but I, I was laughing hard inside. She was like, "It's it's it's. Do you know it's it's gonna be hard for you to get into that to that school? Not a lot of white people. White people can't get into it's. It's hard for white people to get into music schools." And my head, I'm like, "What? Never heard of that." No, she said that because I think she's trying to say, "Well, when it comes to music and entertainment, that's oh, oh more of a." A, a, a minority a, a, thing. Minority you thing. So it makes it color. harder. It, it's harder for uh, white colors. people to. Um, yeah, that's, that's white is a color. That's. I was like, what? I, that's now they know how it feels. That's a. That's quite unfortunate, man. Right? Man. Oh man. Our things were hard. It's really easy. Just so, looking at, at some terms of social life. Probably in terms of like scholarships. Where the school is at. Probably not going to get the money like you said, scholarships. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, they be good. They be good. Trump is here. It's lit. It's lit. Oh my god. Unfortunate. The way he plucking HBC MCUs. Well, I think we can all. All that is a rules. Yeah. So, so, bring it about the name Trump. Oh no, we're no, not no, wrap no, it up. No, no, no. We're not talking about Trump. We're talking about how to work in a Oh, Trump era. Definitely. How how comfortable is that? Now, how do you think people look at it? Um, well, I I don't really like to talk about it, but my Indian coworker loves to bring <laughs> it up all the time because her people are always affected. So when people bring <laughs> No, you talking about Native Americans? No, no, like India. (laughs) Oh, India. So when she brings it up, I give her a general answer. I don't like to go because people will look at you. I work with all types of people. I'm pretty sure there are Trump supporters at my job. For me to go off on Trump at work, someone's going to be like, "Mm, 
they're gonna you know they're gonna have some type of resentment or feeling so i just keep it general be like oh yeah i heard about it oh i heard he fired another person oh okay or she'll whisper it because she knows we work with different types of people point blank period nobody's safe black white not safe for work it's not safe for work i think at work you just have to not feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. oh okay okay. Um, make that feel uncomfortable as long as you're not trying to make them feel stupid or yeah. bored or low, then I think you're fine. I think you can say your opinion without having to make someone feel terrible for supporting somebody as terrible as Trump. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I agree. Thank you guys for your input on all of this. If you guys have, like, one final thought on this topic before we jump into something else, like, one word, like, one line, that's it. Just say it now before we move in. God is good. God is good. Amen. Okay, so the next um, topic we're going to talk about is Stay Woke News. I stay woke. Are you woke? So woke? Are you woke? We added on our last um, podcast just to talk about several things that has been trending in society. So the first one, did you guys see the Pepsi commercial with Kendall Jenner? Yeah, there was a lot of. So let's give a background. So in the commercial, the basis of the commercial was that Pepsi could cure everything. It could cure racism, world mm. wars, and like, well, in music and Pepsi, like if. If you had a Pepsi, all those things didn't matter. Okay, so this is what happened. Um, there were they saw they saw like you saw several different minorities yeah. in the video. There was like an, uh, a Muslim woman. There was an Asian guy. There was there's some black people, some white people. Then it was in L.A. somewhere. Yeah, it was like, like a, a march. Ma- yeah, like a main boulevard. There was a march, right. and then off to the side, um, Kendall Jenner was having like a photo shoot. And you see towards the end of the commercial, she, like, takes off her wig and enters the march and starts marching with everybody. And then there's, um, they're marching and then there's cops kind of, like, like have a blockade. And Kendall goes up to one of the cops, gives them a Pepsi, and then everything. Everyone starts clapping. Clapping. That's solving all the problems. I think think that commercial would have worked if they replaced the Pepsi with me. (laughs) I think it would have worked if they, if they... Play someone different in the commercial. Wow, no, I don't think at all. Was, I, I mean, was Pepsi doing? There was a lot wrong about that. There was a lot, so and, there, and she forgot. There was a lot of side problems on the side, like all the people they were representing. There was different issues, like the lady right. with the hijab. The, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah. There was all these other social issues going on yeah. within the march, and to all have it all solved by a can of Pepsi. That's crazy. And with Kendall Jenner, who's oh, part bro, of the Kardashians. I think it was nothing crazy. It, even More if it was so somebody it was else, the, the disrespect that it came with. Yeah. Look, <laughs> if you watch the commercial, you know, in the beginning it starts off cool, and then it starts to get to like the meat of different things that is going on around America. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, imagine her; she's getting her makeup done, and she sees like, "Oh, this is so important. Get out of my makeup gig." You know, I'm going to help these people that are smiling while protesting. By the way. Mm-hmm. And go and give the cop a cop because you know when I give this cop a Pepsi, everything's everything. gonna be all right. And right. You know what's crazy? Everything's all right, and then everybody starts laughing <laughs> and everything's like okey dokey. Meanwhile, there are so many people around here that have actually gotten hurt, that have gotten arrested, that mm-hmm. have been abused merely for protesting. As a matter yes. of fact, there's this, uh, there's this guy that was a protester 
that just died yeah, mysteriously. Yeah. We don't know whether he was murdered so or what happened. Supposedly he died of a gunshot wound. Oh, it was in like a yeah. car yeah. thing, right? Yeah, car was Yeah, he was executed. The, the girl that just wanted to talk to the cops, mm-hmm. right? She was arrested. There's so many things that's going on. So for, for them to have the audacity mm-hmm. to say Pepsi can fix all of these issues. That so are insensitive. It's just insensitive and it was just completely wrong. Within, I think, 24 hours, though, they, they, they took it the off. Ad. There was no more ad. They, were, they took it off. I think if they removed so the protesting aspect of it, because I, I get what Pepsi was trying to do, like, let's unite what? everybody no, by no. having Pepsi. If they just removed the protesting aspect of it, maybe just have different groups of people at different tables eating or at a cookout and then bringing everyone together with Pepsi, it would have made... A little bit more sense, but I think the protesting aspect of it. I read an article the next day. Actually, I read several ones about it, and I think that Pepsi, even though they, okay, I think several things here. They tried to get in on a topic that they knew that people were it was going to get people's attention, attention, and people would be like, "Wow!" Talk. Even if they didn't like, if people didn't like it, or if people mm-hmm. liked it. People were going to be watching it. It was something to see and something that people could be like, "Wow, this is going on in the, you know, going on in the country." I think, though, uh, not to cut you off, I think that um, their goal, like, was getting people getting the word out more about Pepsi, and I think that they achieved that, even if it was in a negative way. Not saying because I don't agree with the commercial at all, but I think that behind whoever whoever came up with it, like, okay, what's the goal of this? And at the end, we want more people talking about Pepsi, or we want more people, you know, just the news and and surrounding what's going on. In that sense, they got people talking about it. Whether you're going to go out and buy a Pepsi, and I think another thing is for if you've seen Pepsi um, commercials in the in the previous years, they all have a similar thing of uniting people. So I think they stuck to that theme. They just probably shouldn't have done it with the march. Definitely. I don't see nothing wrong with that commercial at all. I think you tripping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, likewise, <laughs> but let me hear what he has to say. She was just trying to bring people together, trying to say Pepsi. Shows love, like to everybody, basically. No. That's what they she, she was trying to say. No, no. Since when have you ever I don't heard think of she was trying to say that? They would have worked. They would have worked. They would have worked if Black Lives Matter. If she did that job tension of where everybody's from, it's that tension. That's what they went for. Right. Because if they, that's what they went for to use that. Strategy to catch people. How much you think they stole that on that commercial? It backfired because I think it was because the timing. There was all this stuff so going on, and it's like you're not taking what we say serious. It it's the timing. It's the timing right now. Sandra Bland, whatever. All these people that's going on. I think it was like somewhere two summers ago, and there was no racial police brutality situation. I don't think. I don't think it's it not going to be that serious. Right? Ten years from now, five years from now. When when was this commercial out? A couple months ago. I think ever since it started, like in the past, maybe, but going forward, it never would have worked. Like, we've already hit it. I don't think it would have worked. I honestly think, I think what Earl Grey said was true. I think whether, you know, the the whole thing, whether it's it's bad or good publicity, publicity, I think they would go, I think it was probably premeditated. I think they probably knew it was going to stir up and it was going to, something bad was going to happen regardless. So I think they were already prepared for that. But it did wake us up. We were upset. Yeah. Some people like you, like we're having this whole conversation you're about right. something that's that happened right. two months ago, right. right? So it left a mark. So it left a mark. That's the whole purpose, exactly. They probably made that money back. So how do you, how do you guys, no. how do you guys think they could have 
done it properly. Like she said, like, like I a said, take out the protest aspect of it. Not even one-sided. Not even, not even. How would it be one-sided? So Heineken did a commercial. Heineken was right? I've seen that one. And basically, Heineken didn't discount anybody's feelings. The commercial was bad because it acted as if, or it, um, it, it, it kind of ignored how people felt about some of the things that were happening. You get what I mean? So that's why the, the, the commercial was wrong. And the difference with Heineken is that Heineken acknowledged people's feelings about something and then figure out a way for them to connect on a level that they can understand each other. And I think what the commercial, the Pepsi commercial could have done was that they could have, as opposed to trying to make it seem like Kylie Jenner is, oh, that's the name, right? That's no, Kendall. Kendall. Kendall Jenner is going to save the whole, um, you know, save all of us from brutality, from all of that, with a Pepsi. And, you know, I think what people, what offended people, and it's not about a commercial. Yeah, it's not. Look, right, right now, everything in this, everything in the country is hypersensitive. hypersensitive. So yes. it's important for brands, for companies to understand that. And in order for them to understand that, they need to be respectful of those things. Because guess what? Uber, Uber did it and lost mad followers because, because the guy wanted to support Donald Trump. So everybody's gonna be sensitive. Pepsi is everybody. not about Donald Trump. That commercial we just watched is. Let's replace whatever it is, Kylie. Whatever it is, replace it with Whoopi Goldberg. It's not gonna be about. Even Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. If you have come Morgan Freeman. But I'm just saying. No, people. Black people. Black people would have Morgan Freeman people, people would have understood. I think they would have roasted Whoopi too. No, 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 he burned he his hair. He burned his hair. Percy burned his hair. No, they, they, they had mad lights. The other commercial that little Carlton was in, his hair did not burn that. So so what's your outside? He swiveled a little fast. So, so you're saying if it was, let's say, let's say it was like Jesse Williams, you know, the actor, he's an Jesse activist. Do you think the, per, the Jesse Williams would never do that. No, no, but do you no, think no, the reaction would have been different? Way different. Because he would have never done this. Jesse Williams would have done that. But if he did. But people don't take that serious. Oh, that's People don't take those girls seriously. But people argue she's a part of different organizations that we don't know about. That's what I'm saying. So people don't take her serious. Honestly, let's be real. People don't take them seriously. The entire family. And to put in that position to send that message to the whole world, people felt like it's not coming from the right person. So your point is that's the whole point. That's That's what I'm saying. What if you put Whoopi? Gobert, um, now it's going to be a different But it's also story. an American corporation and they're going to put someone who's trending. It, it's not, I do agree with yeah, you that they could put, but they're in the advertising space where they're like, okay, what's new? What are young people watching? What are people? That's what I'm saying. They went for the attention. Social media, what's, anything to go viral. That's the whole point now, 2017. Everybody wants to go viral. <laughs> I think overall the commercial was bad. I agree. I think it was bad. But I think it was someone else representing it. The lady who, the CEO of Pepsi is Indian. That's what I don't understand. She she's one of us. So I thought it was just poorly executed. They care. They care about money though. Control all of that. She the media team, advertising team. But you think she would have? 
I guess. Well, let's wrap up on that. We all have conflicting views on this commercial. <laughs> I just think that it, it wasn't about whether Kylie was a black person or a white person or whatever the person was. I just think that it was a terrible commercial mm-hmm. because it was insensitive to all the things that are going on right now. Oh, that any person that is tuned in yeah. to everything that's going on right now will understand <laughs> that this is not cool. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's like... That's like um, Somebody, Somalia is going through. Um, some, somebody, Somalia is going through uh, famine right now. Then somebody comes and does a commercial. A whole bunch of Somali kids are, are living good, and, and then I mean, I guess, and then basically the assumption is that oh, they, it's not, it's not that serious. It's just a few people. That or just give them a Pepsi. Or give them a Pepsi. Oh, and that's not the whole concept. That's, that's basically what. It was. No, she's not she, literally saying Pepsi is going to save our lives. But did what you is, watch the commercial? Watch, that's what the commercial is. No, but it's a Pepsi commercial. Like it's a commercial. That's the underlying statement. It's not reality. It's a commercial. They're trying to sell their product. Tell that to Black Twitter. They no, didn't think that. They're trying to sell their product, but they're trying to also send information at the same time. She's trying to say we could all be one. But she, at the same time, they're trying to sell their product. We could share love through Pepsi. That's what they're trying to say. They can't all be one. I think that's the problem. No, that is like those white people in there. There's black people. Bro, at the end of the day, white people, people, Spanish people, everybody's problems are very, very different. So that commercial was disrespectful or not. No, it's not. Why is it that? How is it that there's no way or shape or form that a black person has gone through, a white person has gone through. Most most of the things that I have to face on my daily life, mm-hmm. you can't say that. Why can't I say that? Because I have friends that's it's not even from America. That's Lincoln County. But we're talking about America. I'm, 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 trying America. To be, I'm trying to be real with you. That would that honestly tell me our experiences are yeah, different. I've never America. seen poverty before, and it's like people in America that's seen poverty from jump. So you cannot say a black person. A black but person. Unless you bad experience racism. Like a black person, so they. I'm not even talking about. Racism. I mean, we're not talking, talking about, about like, structural. Stru- like, yeah. anyways, like that's growing up. That's that's that that is different for a black person than a white person, and I, and that's not to say that you know there's not white people that go through stuff. I, there's definitely white people that go through stuff, but I think that the loops and hurdles that a black person has to go through is very different from that of a white person, and I think that that commercial made it seem like we're all on the same level, and that you know. The Pepsi is going to be able to make us all come together, and that just ignores all the differences amongst us. I, I think I see um, where he's coming from in terms of Pepsi's not really thinking that Pepsi's on a very like, okay, we're trying to sell our product. What do people want to see? Um, like on a surface level, like okay, so we can get everybody together. Um, you know. Is, is someone going to want to see um, Kendall Jenner or like we're going to have um, a different races all together? I don't know. And I think that the way that, that their delivery was really bad, but I don't even think they thought like it, at least I, I don't know if they really thought. Oh, is it, you know, uh, on a racial level, I get where you're saying. And I think that it came across very badly. And I think that you're right in the sense that white people, um, well, a lot of white people, struggle is definitely different than with black people but I think also I get the perspective of Pepsi's just trying to sell their products it's like say. on a surface level they trying to have everybody I drink Pepsi and be happy for the first time and I looked at it without no like bias or no I just looked at it as a, Pepsi's trying to sell commercial like a their product I don't know where the race is coming from like I that's how I'm not even looking at it at that level 
I don't know where the race is coming from in this video. Okay. I feel like Black America. I think, I think you're failing to see. No, Black America. Look no. at everything with race now. But the commercials <laughs> not. No, no, so I'm serious. I'm sure broke. Like you're broke. A lot of people. Broke? No, a lot of people um. look at stuff and automatically go tell us, "Is it? It's is it? Is, 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 is it about race?" You don't always. Be, a lot of people just so the people who are who are, who are, are they they're internalizing from? it. Like they look at something and they're and like, they "Oh, there's a, a deep, deeper meaning." That, that's a deeper it meaning. was not a good time to. It, it, and in general, like saying, you the said, they should have not put the protest in the Pepsi yeah, commercial. I don't but think I that agree was with what you're saying. How Pepsi's probably just doing. What do they think people will like and bringing people together? I have a set voice came up. Everybody still started doing commercial with surfboards. Like, what's the, is it surfboard? The one that people what? go fast and surf, surf, surfboards. surfboards. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? No. No. What's the electronic one? Oh, oh yeah. like the one, oh, what's it called? The motor pads or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> hoverboards. Hoverboards. Okay. <laughs> we we did three different vehicles. with that because that's the new trend that thing that everybody right. Is gonna look at. You can't compare a Pepsi to Pepsi's commercial. No, no, but it's like it's the trend. Everybody's marching for stuff right now. They march for. We marched for hoverboards. Where? (laughs) Where? Where? It's a trend now. Where? Everybody's marching. No, no. I never marched for a hoverboard. So let's close this by saying. I agree to disagree. I I get your point that Pepsi was trying to use like a marketing tool, like. Kendall Jenner, she's very popular. I mean, all eyes are going to be on her. Whether it was good or bad, I think we're talking about it. That's Definitely. the point of it. But I do feel like it was poorly done. It, it wasn't sensitive to the other... It wasn't just black people in the commercial. Okay, there were other types of groups in there. So that's why race is more in the forefront because they're highlighting uh, issues that all different types of races are going through. Definitely. So I feel like it was poorly done at the end of the day, in my opinion. Are you woke? Are you woke? Are you woke? There was another controversial commercial about Shea Moisture. Do you, oh. do you use their products? <laughs> I do. I actually do. You know, get the curls on point. So in the commercial, there was... So there were like, what, Shea Moisture? I think it was two white, two white women and one... Unless it's for um, the beard, I don't know what you use it for. Moisture commercial. It was two white women and, and one black. But it wasn't. Let me she, just she was preface. It was the white woman did not have curly hair. No, she had like wavy straight, straight, so straight bland hair. hair. No, it's for all types of people. But the way the commercial was executed, it made it seem like they had the same hair struggles. Right. That a colored girl, but their target market, but their target market. Their oh, target no. market are for Their black target woman. market is for the average black woman. So for how, or someone with curly hair. My, my question is, how do they? How do you guys know that that's their target market? Because <laughs> they're sold in every black hair store. Now they're at CVS. They're at Target. They're at Target. Target and everything. Yeah. Every, I feel like everything is like. No, I know we make everything no. a race issue. As long as kind of, kind of. No, we do. It, that's very true. We, we make everything, everything a race issue. <laughs> no, that's very true. It's just that what back to what Dula said. It's just that right now at this time, the everything is, is the timing is very sensitive. But yes, in general, do do do, do we use the whole black card and the race card for a lot There's of things? There's a white people restaurant. 
Yeah, like when like they're that, not making a commercial about it. That's a thing. I'm just, I'm just saying, generally, we, 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 sometimes I feel like we, we look at race. Don't get me wrong. Everything. So. You say that's a white uh, people car. Uh, no, don't get me wrong. I'm be, I've don't never heard a white people car. What is a white people car? When people see trucks, they be like, "Oh, that's the white people's car." Oh, driving, the driving the trucks, the big trucks. Oh yeah. We got some black people, black people, white trucks. Yeah. The thing is, restaurants, clubs. We worry more. I think us as black people, we, I, we, yes, we do have a lot of stereotypes. But we, I feel like we dwell on our own stereotypes a lot. Mm-hmm. So if there was it. a commercial about do rags, right, and and in the commercial it's just white guys with waves, are you aren't you gonna look at that little sideways? Like there's just white people in this commercial. Word using a curl brush, you, and, you know, a curl, and you know, and you know, curl brush, yeah, a curl sponge. You know what I'm saying? It's like using a curl sponge. The intention of the of the commercial, commercial. and after listening or hearing that interview, I went and saw the commercial, and I realized, okay, the the average person who's not familiar with the brand and I guess the intent of the brand could easily assume that they're trying to say that their products, you know, are for I guess are for or, or all the hair types right. would work with their products. But just the way that they went went about trying to get the message. Yeah, I think that. Um, somebody said they were marketing and advertising. You. Okay. Yes. Oh, so we are into marketing and advertising too, right? So, all right, imagine. Are you? Do a, I guess what we do. Uh-oh. <laughs> so we have an event coming up. Yeah, what we do oh, is. Oh, pull the plug. We have an event coming up, right? June 25th. <laughs> all white party in New York City. Stage 40. Oh, Stage 40. All right, cool. So we have an event coming up, right? Plug. Is there going to be a horse again? I didn't see the horse. The well, it's going to be horses. Tiger. It might be lions. You never know, man. We're trying to give the whole experience. All out. But the point of me even bringing that up is twofold, right? Imagine. Right? We know who our target audience is for our event, right? Imagine, right? Because we know that that audience is already going to come. When we develop our promo tools, we ignore the people that we normally promote to and develop a whole scheme to promote to a different crowd. A demographic. Different demographic, right? Imagine that's what we do. How do you think they're going to, our demographic that normally comes to our events, how do you think they're going to feel? I'm asking you. That's a very that's good, a valid very, question. very good point. Wow. Yes. universal. That has to be what? Our promo has to be universal. But are you going to only target that no, one? Of course not. You can, you can never do that. Okay. So the problem that a lot of women had with the Shea Moisture commercial was that their base yes. were African-American women. Right? But they got people that body. People that body. How, no, they, how they gained popularity. Yes. yes. The pe- came, came from, from African-American women. women. That do the no- the whole natural way. Remember the Study whole their products. Started. Use their products. Shea Moisture was one of If you see the products. commercial, you're not black. You're going to be like, oh, this is for it me. Almost, it almost felt like a bait and switch. Like, if you're looking to go get a car and you're searching online, and you look and you see the car you want, you go to the, the lot. Oh, we don't have your car. We have this. You know what I'm saying? They sort of, like, use the, the black demographic as their base. And once they got their, their, their you know, their... Their name out there, right. they try to then generalize their products to appeal to the masses when that was not their original intent. Correct. Yeah. So their original base, of course, was filled no, I don't even think that was the main issue. The issue wasn't just necessarily of them. It's how they... Is that, is that they, it, it kind of seemed like they just... It, abandoned. Um, abandoned. 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 Aband
Yeah, she was mixed. Very, very light. There was three, three women in the commercial. Yeah. One mixed and the other two. And then two white women. Y'all wanted two black people? At least someone would not if be there. If they had a, they had a white woman, at least I'd like her have curly hair. Is this about the hair type? Even if her hair was curly, like the white girl had curly hair, like Earl Grey. That would have made sense. Straight, bland, red hair. Stick to Pantene. Who are you marketing? Yeah, stick to that. Pantene's color doesn't work for black people. (laughs) You tried it? Yes, I've tried it. No, you haven't tried the right one. They have Pantene for women of color. Well, you haven't tried it? Yeah. (laughs) You have to um, follow Natural Phil on YouTube. She's a... uh, Natural who? Natural Phil. I know who that is. Exactly. She uses... um, But but everybody's hair type is different, though. Mm -hmm. You can't say that. Not not everyone doesn't fit into the same box. It's like it's like proactive for um, skincare for, for for everyone's different. It's like saying proactive works for everybody. Like even if you're black, some people have fine hair, people have coarse hair, they have four C hair. The curls are different. The kinks are different. Everybody's different. But let's move on. We want to thank you for sharing your thoughts on this hair product. We're glad that you also use Shea Moisture as well. Topic is the Yes Jewels promoter situation. Who here likes Yes Jewels? I assume the every pro- guy here likes no, Yes Jewels. He's a party he's promoter. The party you promoter. You know who Yes Jewels is. She's white with blonde bad. hair. Oh, yeah. I think they'd be gassing her. She's not that She's trash. So this is she was um she was um what do you, well she, if she's trash you she's trash but they um allegedly or no this is what she was found saying oh she's famous yeah she's famous oh, no. she posted a she she posted a video no a shirt, shirt. oh sorry she sorry sorry she, sorry yeah she had a shirt saying n words lie a lot and oh. she said is it okay can it I okay wear this tomorrow wear this? or not. And everybody went crazy. Everyone said or not. <laughs> Even though she didn't say it, it's on you. So this is something that you feel. Wow. How do you feel about someone, even if they were black, would you feel differently if a black girl was wearing that shirt versus, or any type of female, once, or just once her? Once again, you know, the, the type of setting, we're not setting, like, what's going on in society with our president we had, the president we just had, you know, cops killing, like, race is a huge issue. So, her, I think she was either not realizing how big of a, of a I guess, a, a person that she is, or she's probably an idiot. So, to post something, she probably was higher. So, yeah, like, some people, people don't shoot. Some people, people forget. Still, no, you know what it is? As much as we may look at media and things like that and what's going on, there are some people that don't know what's going on here. As 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 but crazy as it may sound, I don't know who she is. No, as crazy. <laughs> she's a party promoter. She's most famous. I don't know how to do this. As as no, no, it's okay. She doesn't listen to us. She'll be I. She'll be I. And I'm not saying I'm not saying this to defend. It's no defense to her. No defense because regardless what what she said, yes, especially right now, it's it's it's. It's not good. It's wrong. She probably, um, not, probably got her host name removed because it's empty. <laughs> better be and, and, and not to cut you off, but they actually, once she tweeted that, 
they cut her off oh, from two months. of the events. Yeah. They wrote like, you know, uh, we take pride in our host yeah, yeah, and all that stuff, exactly. and they removed her. Because nowadays, social media, a lot of companies spend a lot, invest a lot of money yeah. in social media marketing. So mm-hmm. you are, her, her main persona, her, her um, platform. Platform. Her platform is built off of social media. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, how much of an idiot are you for you to tweet something like, like people oh, forget what do you mean by people forget not is they forget that their voice carries weight and anything that they do okay so no 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 there's celebrities out here when they ask when they ask black celebrities about black lives don't matter they are they don't have anything to say because it doesn't. Because you know what? They're not trying to lose their sponsorship and all of it. No, no, they say no. They say no. Not that they don't have anything to say. They say, "Oh, it doesn't affect me." Yes, it does. I remember. Yeah, no, said that. I remember. ASAP Rocky, Rocky, Little Wayne have all yeah, been quoted saying it doesn't affect me. Listen, I watched a video, and they asked Jay Z about the same stuff. Not Jay Z. Definitely not. He didn't even get to say a word, and then like lawyers stepped in, like. Don't ask him the kind of stuff. I remember that. I remember that. They're not trying to lose nothing. There's no, a lot on the table for a lot of these people. This is it's business. It's marketing. You, if they but, Jay-Z, one, is, but Jay-Z is way behind Black Lives Matter. He, no, he, he supports it. Him and, him and Beyonce. Even if Beyonce... Beyonce, 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 Beyonce What's Beyonce say about Black Lives You think so? Matter? With the whole Khalif, the Khalif brothers. Down in her in her videos, you can see it. Visually, she portrays that. And Freedom with Kendrick Lamar. All of that. No, they they do a lot. Jay Z. Jay Z is doing documentary. Well, a lot of people don't know. Jay Z is a big philanthropist. They are. That's why he's a big philanthropist. We just don't. We just don't hear that. We, you have to really read it and see it. That's that. That's that's what, fine. She, he's still helping the no, people. No, but he's, he he does. People don't know that. Jay Z is For the, 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 the culture. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you. the truth. I lived in Queens and there was a kid, and this is before Jay Z was even big. Because I heard, what I used to hear back in the day before he even blew up, Jay's always had money. Because we all knew before that he sold drugs before. You know what I'm saying? So even when, at that time, he would just even, like, if you were the bouncer, he walked by, you were the bouncer, he slipped you a $100 bill. Like, he was always, he's always been a given person. And I've heard that. I even, one time, this kid, he said he, he went he went to an event, um, and he was just doing, like, the, those cater boys. The cater boys that come and they they, they um, put, you know, the food on the table, and Jay-Z happened to be there. The kid said, yo, Red Jay-Z. Tea, Red Tea, I... I I thought he was black tea. I'm black tea, but we'll get past that. He said red tea. I swear, I swear on everything. When I came back to the table, he was leaving. Uh-huh. He left me a big tip. I said, he said he left me a twenty five hundred dollar tip. Twenty five, just just cause. Don't get some more jealous. And this is this is so. Philanthropy aside, this girl. Yeah, we're talking about yes, so, Jules. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> He's a big philanthropist. The oh, Beyonce too. The, I don't, and I, I'm, not, I'm not a big Beyonce fan, but I know they do. I'm not, you're part of the hive. The one big thing I wanted to just <laughs> no, end with on this note is that no one should be, regardless of black or white, no one should be tweeting that. No one should be wearing a, I mean, you can't control what people tweet, and there's so many people on Twitter, but... No one should be wearing that, regardless of yeah. black or white. And especially, as someone said, if like her whole brand is social media and her promoting and going to parties, she should know. And especially because I think, I most think, of her artists are black, that she should be promoting I think, I think something she like that. Pepsi she might be. We're talking yes. about her. I think ba- even Bow Wow may be pulling the Pepsi. Oh God! Oh, oh man, Bow Wow. We got to keep that going. Bow Wow is definitely not talking about that. No, no, but think about it. I feel like now, like. 
social media. Any challenge that goes viral. Anything that goes viral to get your name out there circulating, even if it's for a week. You're following, you're following is going to go through a week. Like, it me outside, girl. She has millions of followers. No, let's not talk about her. No, my point, my point is, my point is, a lot of these people out here are now realizing the, the, the fact that social media is a tool, and you know, any any publicity is good publicity. So who's to say that yes, Jules didn't gain a million, or let's say half a million followers? And anytime Black Twitter gets riled up, that's it. Like she probably gained followers. But you gained I feel followers. Like she probably yes. lost a lot. Well, you like, think she was lost really feeling a lot of Pepsi, or she just no? Because we're talking about it. it. Or she's an idiot, or she's. She probably out. made money. There's probably somebody oh, out there. Yeah, there's probably somebody out there that's probably mass producing the shirts yeah. for her. And designers are gonna rule. Yeah, probably do something like that. Bro. Because just because we feel like it's a negative like, impact on things doesn't necessarily mean because during during the um the recession, a lot of people made a lot of money by um by by betting against the housing market. Yeah, and they made millions, mad money. So. The way things work, just because we think it's negatively impacting society. Yeah. I don't Pepsi's way better than Coke. Even after the commercial, I was, I love Pepsi more than Coke, yeah. but it was like hard. Pepsi. It was hard for me to buy oh, Pepsi. Oh, you took that serious? Oh, yeah. I was at the store contemplating, should I really buy this oh, Pepsi? Wow. Okay. So, we want to thank our guests for being on this episode today. Um, You guys had a lot to say. We want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules. We know it was hard, um, but... Irregardless, thank you for being here. So we're going to end on an inspirational quote from our friend Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else in the greatest accomplishment. Yes, you may have to conform to where you work or what you have to do, but at the end of the day, your work speaks for yourself. And if you're true to who you are, everything should be okay. So thank you for coming today. Amen. Thank so, you if you're not already, please tweet us at underscore Tea Room. Follow us on Facebook, like our page, and subscribe to us on iTunes. And do remember, Sunday, June 25th, the biggest all-white Afrobeats-inspired day party goes down at stage 48. If you were there last year, <laughs> then you know what's going to happen this year. That's a drop. That's a drop. Yeah. So, you heard them. What, the how, much are, how much are tickets? Sunday, Sunday June 25th. $20. $30. Come with a friend. He's lying. Tea room people can get a Tea room podcast. We'll have a little talk. We'll have a little chat. Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds good. I don't know about the FRDE. Oh, okay. No free 99. No, no. We'll take care of you guys. But yeah, for everybody else, $30. Come with a friend. $40. The general, 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 general mission. Bottle packages came out today too. So if you feel it, you should have lied. Actually, those are the rest. Oh, those are almost sold out. Too. Yeah. Bottle packages are almost sold out. So you guys heard them June 24th, stage June 25th. 45th. June 25th. Come on. June 25th, all white, stage 48. It's the biggest all white party in New York City. Be there, Website? or you'll you'll be you'll have to hear about it, and you don't want to be that person hearing about the party instead of being. You can there. get your tickets now at Ivory Two K Six. 17. I read 2K17. I read the city. No, I read the city. 2K17. Keep sipping. Welcome to the team.